Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Angelo Santiago, and this is the We Are The Men podcast, a show that is dedicated to sharing the stories of men who are all connected by a commitment to having a positive impact on the world through the actions they take in their own lives. My guest today is Ivan Gonzalez. Ivan is a man, a student of life, and a pilgrim. He lives his life with a mission and vision of serving the creator with full understanding of his own responsibility for his own creations and living life instead of dreaming it. He's committed to being a better man one step at a time. And today we're going to drop in with Yvonne to discuss, you know, what does it mean to take responsibilities of how he lives his life, his own creations, how life has brought him to this point and what's next for him not only where has he been but what is his calling to bring into this world to serve this community to serve the people around him and the impact that'll have on the world so ivan welcome thank you for being here it's an honor you're a beautiful friend and brother and hermano and uh lots of love to you thank you for being here mi hermano so happy to be here with you brother I gotta say one of the first brothers, actually the first brother in Sacred Sons that I connected with physically and not only in Sacred Sons in my life. So it's a pleasure and an honor to be here with you, brother, to see you opening up these spaces. Also want to thank you for this because I think these spaces are much needed just for us to share our stories and for other men to actually come here and listen to other men's stories. And maybe you can relate, maybe we can learn something. If there is something that I have learned from this process is that I can heal when other man heals. So thank you for opening up this space. Thank you for that introduction. And thank you for being you, brother. Happy to be here. Happy to share a little bit of me, of my story. And, and yeah, to just drop into conversation with you, brother. Yeah, I so resonate with exactly what you said about when I've sat in circles with men, sometimes some of the best medicine I receive is from just not necessarily like being the one that's like, oh, I need to say something. I need to be witness. I need to be the one to step in. Sometimes like I just need to sit back and listen, listen to what a man is sharing, listen to what he has to say, listen and watch. What is he experiencing? What is he letting go of? What is he processing? Because that will inform me a lot about my own life. It'll impact me. And and again, this podcast, this platform is about how do our actions, right? Sharing this story, what impact are they having on the world? And so, yeah, it's amazing. And to touch a little bit on what, just to give the listener idea what you're talking about, one of the first men that you encountered physically, you know, paint a picture, we were in Maui together at, a, at this event. And it was time, one of the things that we do as Sacred Sons is put on the boxing gloves come to a very good agreement with each other about like, where are we going with this? What's our intention here? How can we meet the other man and push him and be pushed ourselves, but also develop this relationship of trust and love and brotherhood. And that was a great way of like connecting with you and, and how our relationship has formed since then has just been just incredible to watch. Yeah, brother. Thank you for that moment. Cause actually it was the first physical confrontation I ever got into. And it was a, a very loving way to initiate myself into that confrontation. So thank you for that. Thank you for that uh, lesson in my life. 
anytime. I'll do it again. Let's go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun as, as we grow, as we reach new levels of our physicality and of ourselves and to meet each other again in those spaces would be great. So, all right. That was, was a lot of fun to, to look back at that, but let's talk about before we get into your story, before the story you have to share about your life, what happened, you know, where were you, what happened and where are you now? Let's just paint a quick picture of like, what is the season of life that you find yourself in now? Before we started recording, we were talking about how, the seasons can inform us, right? The seasons of the sun informs how we act, how we behave, what we're open to. And then within our lives, we find ourselves in different seasons as well. So for you, what season of life do you find yourself in currently? What's happening? What's coming up for you? Share a little bit so that people listening can relate to your current state. Yeah, that's an interesting question. And thank you for that. Yeah, I would say me personally, for what I am going through in my life, or I would better say for what's going through me in my life is right now I'm creating. I'm in this phase and in this part on when a lot of things start to come together and use, well, I start to, you know, picturing new horizons, new projects, new ideas, new teams that I can build, new communities. And I'm just in this process of, yeah, creating things. And with that, we were just talking about that. And uh, I do pay a lot of attention to what nature is showing me. And right now we're coming into winter. So how can I couple this that I am going personally through with what's going on in nature? So winter is a time of going inwards, going into the cave and storing your energy, not wasting a lot of energy. Right now we're still in autumn. Things are still dying. Things that no longer serve are coming to an end, you know? So that's where I'm at, kind of like creating, but in a state of how can I create from my mind? Not from doing, but I can also create from just picturing, from just organizing things, you know, putting the pieces together. And then when time comes, I can put it into action. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a season of of preparation too, a season of like gathering the resources, right? And then that's kind of what like fall is about. You know, we're harvesting, we're thinking about the future, but it's like we have winter to go through. It sounds like you're in this place of like, cool, the, the thoughts for the future are in my mind and I'm preparing for them. How can I harvest the things that I need, prepare for the winter, go inward, slow down a little bit so that when it's time for those flowers to bud, that I'm, I'm ready, you know, without sort of like this anxiety of it, of just like surrendering to what's yet to come and then being ready for it. Yes. Yes. And after that, just bring it into action when time comes, you know, like once winter is over, then yeah, now the seeds are ready to come up. So in the past, has that been a challenge for you of like when you have that creation energy and it's just like, it doesn't matter. It's winter, but like the energies within me, I'm going to go and I'm going to kind of power through it. Right. Or has this always been an influence in your life? No, it's usually been like that with me. I've, I've usually been very bold. And when I set my mind into accomplishing something, I usually do it. My challenge usually has been like, yeah, now that I have it, sustain it. Like, yeah, I want to create this thing. I want to, I don't know, jump into playing tennis. And yeah, I reach into a high level and then it's like, yeah, I drop it. So that's been my challenge. Like, how can I sustain it over time? Yeah. And and I, I personally can so relate to that in my own life and so many 
ways I can look back. And even currently in the creation of We Are The Men and, and, and launching it in the fall and like all this excitement I have over it, I share this with you is, and I know we're going into winter. So how can I, even as I shared about what I heard from you saying is like, how can I harvest what I need and prepare what I need and, and slow down, allow this to do what it needs to do during the winter and then be ready for the spring. For you, for men maybe who have experience and maybe you're currently experiencing that like kind of high energy of creation and wanting to go and do and maybe they're not listening to the seasons maybe they're just like no i'm just going to keep going i don't it doesn't matter the days are shorter it doesn't matter that it's cold like i'm just going to keep going and going and going what would you want to say to them to not convince them otherwise but just be like hey here's an opportunity for you to look at it in a slightly different way like what are the benefits of understanding the seasons and how it impacts you and possibly even the thing which you are creating. Yeah. Well, first off, for, for the, the ones who are in that mood of, yeah, I want to create and do, 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 do. I think that's a great thing. But in life, there's always a balance and there's always, you know, a black and white, a cold and hot and everything has a balance. So with doing, 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 doing also has to come stopping, 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 and stopping. And that's something I learned the hard way. And there's, I would like to relate this to yoga, to the practice of yoga. You know, I, I, I'm into yoga. And one of the most important postures in the whole practice of yoga, people who's, who does, who practice yoga can relate to this is the last posture. And is, that is Savasana. Basically is when you lay down on the floor and just rest and basically integrate everything that has been going on through your practice. And it's said in yoga that it is as important to move as to stop and to rest. So with that in mind, I would say like, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to go, 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 but it's also important to stop and allow things to settle. Cause when I'm going, 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 doing, doing a lot of things are moving around me. Uh, and I, I like to think of it as water. When water is shaken, you cannot see clearly. What do I have to do? I have to stop. I have to wait. I have to allow water to settle and then I can see clearly. And I, I think that's a very important step in every process. It's learn to stop, learn to rest, allow to integrate things. And then with all that, with those new glasses that you're putting on, then what decisions am I going to take? Right. That's so powerful. And, and I see that as such a almost like a cultural battle too, especially for, for so many of us. Culturally, it seemed like, well, if I'm not doing, I'm wasting time. I'm wasting my life, right? You know, if I'm not waking up at 4.30 a.m. and getting an hour and a half head start above everybody else, like I'm not doing it right. If I'm not staying up late and working hard, if I'm not achieving, if I'm not getting the promotion, if, if I'm not doing better than that guy, then I'm not enough. So it's almost like, we're fighting a lot of just this programming that, you know, I know I can say that I've experienced in my life, both through like education, through business, through all these things. It's like, okay, how can I just like unlearn that and lead myself in a new way of being? So I love that we're touching on that. And with that, I mean, I'd love to get into the story of like, cool, how did you find yourself here at this point? Right. So I'd love for you to just share with us a little bit as much as you feel called to in this moment of what was life like for you before you started getting more engaged in your own life and being present and aware of the decisions you were making and the impact you were having? What was life like, quote unquote, before? Mm, yeah, bro. I, I mean, 
I would say I was living a good life on paper. I had everything I needed. I had a good job, a good career. I was in a good position in a multinational company leading the national sales team. This was at my, when I was 24 years old. I had a good relationship. I was earning good money. I was out of my parents' house already, you know? So I was doing good. But on the other hand, I was numbing myself out of uh, my life, you know? I, w I was drinking a lot of alcohol. I was not being congruent. I was out of alignment in a lot of things. I was not showing up to my best of my capabilities in my life, in many things, with my family, with my relationship, with myself in the end. And that's how I was. On the outside, I had a great life. On the inside, I was empty and I was struggling and I was I was just a little kid. I was afraid. I was afraid of going out to the world. You know, I was still hiding behind my parents. I was still hiding behind my big title in my company. But inside, deep inside, I was I didn't know who I was. I wouldn't say I was broken, but I didn't know who I was. I was just empty. Yeah. And yeah, again, I've said this already a couple of times and, and I just, I can relate so much to that. I, I feel very similar in when I think back on my life and, and I'm sure a lot of people hearing that are either currently, maybe they're in there right now. Maybe they're looking at their lives and it's just like, yeah, got the family, I'm kids, the house, the career, the respect of other people, all these things. But then when they look internally, when they look in the mirror and see themselves, like who do they see? So for you, what was it that happened? What was the the wake up call or the catalyst or the thing that like made you suddenly take a look at that mirror and be like, you know what? It's time for a change. It's time for something different to happen. Let's put aside all these external facing things and let's look internally. Mm. It was at, at that moment in which I had everything, but in the end, I, I realized that in the inside, I was nobody. Well, at least I had no idea of who I was. So I had to, I didn't have to, I chose out of desperation on it. Honestly was out of desperations to quit everything. I quit my job. I ended my relationship. Basically I put a stop to everything. And I said, like, I have to do something different in my life. Something that that's not going out and partying and meeting girls. And I have to do something different. At back then I was not believing in God or any spiritual path. And uh, I said like, okay, I'm gonna do a pilgrimage and I'm gonna do El Camino de Santiago. It just called to me and my father had done it in the previous years, my brother as well. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. I don't know why, I just had a calling. And went there, did the whole pilgrimage for 21 days. And that's when life started switching to me. Basically, and the most important switch that happened was thanks to a lot of experiences that I went through during the pilgrimage, I came back with a lot of questions about my not believing in God. You know, I was going into those deep questions. And when I came back, I started looking. And that's when I started doing yoga and uh, practicing meditation and started studying like religions and digging deep into spirituality. Like, yeah, I've been told about my own religion, Christianity, but I've never read a book. So the least I can do is go in and read it, see what it brings up to me. And that's when things started switching for me. That's basically what brought me to this path was 
losing myself, was not knowing where I was, was being without a, a motive to live. I didn't know why I was living. And I, I started a quest and the quest brought me to a path, literally a pilgrimage. Yeah, a literal path to, to take the steps on the journey. And there were two things that you said that that really caught my my attention and like hit me right in my heart, got some chills. It's like one is having the willingness to let go, having the willingness to, to you said, I don't know why, you know, I don't know why I was called to do this thing, but I felt it. And so I had to have the willingness to let go of these other things that maybe is what my identity was, right? The, the, the job, the relationship, all those things. But like, I have to be willing to let this go to allow room for whatever is yet to come to enter into my life. And then and the second thing is hearing that call and taking the right action on it, even in the space of like, I don't know why. For those that have a deep spiritual faith, and, and I include myself in that, is is I trust that that I don't know why, and yet I hear the call. Like that is the hand of God. That is spirit. That is my ancestor. That is something bigger than myself guiding me on a journey that I am meant to go on. Not somebody else's journey. You know, if I were to share it with somebody, they might think I'm crazy. Like if you, I, I don't know what your experience was. If you shared with any of people who were your friends at the time, they're like, Hey, I'm going to let all this stuff go. I'm going to go on this pilgrimage to seek. I don't know what. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It, it was a crazy decision because I remember perfectly when I arrived to Madrid and I was about to take the train to, to Leon, where I was going to start the pilgrimage. I remember questioning myself, like, why the hell am I doing this? I could be out partying in Madrid, but I'm choosing to, to go to a pilgrimage. So, yeah, it was, as you said, and uh, what comes up for me is that was basically the first time in my life in which I embodied faith. Mm -hmm. You know, I heard a calling and I just took the, the steps that uh, brought me to that place. And that's what I think it comes down to, you know, life in the end. It's... When you get that those callings, when I get those callings, just leap of faith, the journey of a fool. <laughs> so talk about like where that leap of faith, where that journey, where that pilgrimage has ultimately impacted your own life. And, and where are you now? Like um, there's always more, right? There's always more for us to uncover, deeper for us to go within ourselves, more experiences to have. But just right now in this moment from that leap of faith, what has that given to you in your life? Well, the biggest realization I got out of that pilgrimage is that I got rid of my idea that this creation or at least my life and my path and my journey was a random act and that there was nothing greater than me sustaining me. However, that might be called, you know, you, I might call it God, energy, source, whatever, but it made me realize that within all this uncertainty and chaotic life, there is something greater than me that's having me in this path, in this journey, that's making me give these steps, you know? Otherwise, why is there a heart in me that keeps bumping blood? And even if I tell it stop, it won't stop. There's a greater intelligence within there that I cannot control. And that was my first realization, you know, like there's something greater than you. There's something smarter than you that has you here. So look for that. And that's why my, my quest for God, for spirituality, for myself, for my heart started, you know, what's that intelligence trying to tell me? Like, why am I here? Tell me, you know, and that began all my path. 
start, as I said, started with yoga, meditation, then started reading a lot of sacred books. I read the Bible, I read the Torah, I read the Quran, I read the Bhagavad Gita, I started going into philosophy, psychology, then started going more into hermetism. And, you know, just studying, 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 then the second big, I don't know if I, I like this term, but the dark night of the soul, you know, these moments in life in which you fall down. Uh, and for me, it was when I got married, three years later, I got divorced. And then at the same moment, my businesses that I had created back then went into bankrupt. And at the same time, my best friend passed away. This was all within three months, you know? So that was my second confrontation with sadness, depression, you know, not, not finding a motive, questioning everything, questioning myself, questioning my growth, questioning my path. And that brought me back into a dark hole again. And well, what I can tell from these dark holes, from these switches is that I thank them with my heart, you know, because they have brought me to where I'm at right now. Those holes, those moments in which I have felt lost, in which I have felt that nothing is under my control, in which I have felt that there's no one around me. Those are the moments that have made me seek for answers, seek for information, seek for help, seek for people. And luckily I have never been someone who's been afraid of asking for help. And that has something that has been with me in my life. And I think I honestly, I can say this from the bottom of my heart that I have had a very good life. And great part of this is because I have always had a community around that I have been able to raise my hand and say, hey, I need this, you know, I don't know what to do or just I need to cry, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, that's so important. The community aspect is so important that not feeling alone because, yeah, that that just stops us. That makes us think that we have to do it alone. Like there's no other option. I can't tell somebody else how much I'm hurting. I can't tell somebody how much I feel like I failed. I can't tell somebody how dark this hole is that I'm in. So having that community, people you can trust, people you can lean on is just so critical. And, and I know I've learned that as well through, through my journey. And it sounds like that was such a pivotal moment. You know, maybe the first calling was going on that pilgrimage and, and connecting, having your, your connection come through a higher source. And then the second one and throughout your life, having that personal connection with other people has always been a critical factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about that. You you talked a lot about your heart, right? Like this pumping heart. What is this heart here to do? What is this intelligence guiding me? What is the path it's taking me on? What is the journey meant for me? What am I here to create? Not only for myself and those immediately around me, but like on a greater scale, like what's the legacy here for Ivan Gonzalez? And so I'd love for you to talk about what is it that you're doing? What have you found to be your calling? Whether I know this is we are the men. And so there's a focus on a men, but also just community, everyone around you. What is it that you are bringing that enriches and supports life from your central out? Mm. I love this question, brother. Thank you. Thank you for that. And something that I've been, I, I think it's a work in progress. Like my calling is a work in progress. It's something that I'm still building and still figuring out. But I do have some clarity on it. And it's something that I constantly question myself because I think it's important. And right now where I'm standing is I'm here to serve. And as you said in the beginning, to serve the creator. Because back about a year ago, I, the way I used to say it is it was 
I want to serve people. And through, through what I've studied in my life, and one of those things being hermetism, there is one law that says a cause and effect. Whatever you are causing in your mind is it, going to bring something back. So with that, I, I analyze that quote and I want to serve people. So what I'm creating on the other side is that people that need to be served. And who am I? Like, you know, I, it wasn't clear in my mind. So I was like, okay, I need to serve something greater than me even. That's when I came to, yeah, I want to serve creation. However that looks like. I like to see myself as a pilgrim, someone that's giving steps and creating the path as, as I go. And at the same time as a gardener, because I like to see myself as planting seeds of, of love, of inspiration, of just a smile, you know, just, just, I, I don't think, honestly, I don't think changing the world is that hard. I think just smiling to, to a stranger on the street, you can make the, a difference on that world, on the world of that person. And I already changed the, the world with that, you know, I think it's those small acts that change the world. And that's what I'm committed to, to serving the creation, to serving the elements, to serving the direction, to serving the animals, whatever surrounds me. Everything is sacred. So I want to serve that everything. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. The Every small act has an impact. So every impact has the opportunity and will make an impact on the world and a change in the world. And that's what I feel as well. That's what We Are The Men is about. It's not about going out there and being like, I'm going to make this dramatic world change and I need to be heard by the world and I need to do all these things that everybody needs to see me so that I can orchestrate this massive shift. The reality is within the shifts we make in our own lives, within the actions we take in our own lives, the smile at the stranger, the holding the door open, the hug, the call to the friend who you haven't reached out to in a long time, these small little acts, they have a ripple effect. And if we all just pay attention to that ripple effect and concentrate on our own lives and how we engage with the people around us, without a doubt, that's going to make a global impact. So thanks for, for bringing that in because that's that's what it's about. Yeah, thank you, brother. Yeah, and I think it all comes down to that. It's it's setting the example. It's As you said, it's not talking about what I'm doing. This is something that I've learned a lot alongside men like you, brother, is Stop talking about what I'm doing and do it. Yeah. You know, set the <laughs> yeah. example. Be that person. Don't talk about what if we do that. Do that, you know, and right. that's that's what it comes down to. Embodying everything that I'm saying. Less preaching and more practicing. Right. And within the doing, be have the willingness to not fully know what you're doing, right? Take that leap of faith. Allow it to guide you as you are doing it. Allow yourself to fail, to make mistakes, learn from them. And, and you know, and, and when you stumble, get back up, get that support that you need. There's the thoughts, there's the talk, and then there's the action. And the action is what makes the change. So with that, I just want to say thank you again for being on here. I want to give you the opportunity. Is there anything you want to share with the people listening uh, a little bit also about if they've resonated to what you have shared and want to learn more about, you know, what does it mean to be a pilgrim? What does it mean to be in service to creator? What does it look like to develop into a deeper spiritual practice, whether it's like virtually connect with you or in person? What's going on in your life for people to learn a little bit more about Ivan Gonzalez? Mm, gracias, hermano. Well, first off, 
And before I jump into that, I want to thank you again, brother, for this conversation. We could go for hours, but I yeah. know we got to keep time in mind. We'll do it again. I, I see this as the, a long-term journey, and it's like, it's great to check in with you in this season. And then in like, all right, in another season, let's check in with Yvonne and see where he's at now and how the summer is informing him and where he goes from there. So uh, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Th thank you. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you, to learn from you and to share with you, brother. And with that, for anyone who's interested coming down to Mexico to a beautiful place in Tepoztlan, sacred land, I host a lot of different experiences, both co-ed and also for men within Sacred Sons and also on my own. So if you feel call of coming to Mexico, exploring these lands, or just getting to drop in to send me a quick question on my Instagram at Ivan Glesmath, and that's where I answer most of my messages. That's where I post most of my events. And that, that's it, brother. Other than that, just thanking you and wishing that we can do this very soon. Absolutely. And yeah, we'll have that link in the show notes for anybody who wants to connect and follow Yvonne on Instagram. So Yvonne, the last thing I like to do with my guests here is I'm going to invite you into a little bit of a visualization to see what words the creator wishes to bring through you to share as we close out this beautiful conversation. So I invite you to take a deep breath, allow your eyes to close down and anyone who's listening who wishes to join us in this, see what comes through for you. So Yvonne, you find yourself in a large open field. Thousands of men are with you and you are about to address the world. You begin to speak. I want you to finish this sentence. We are the men who love. We are the men who love. Somos los hombres que amamos. Que amamos. Que amamos. Hmm. Gracias, hermano. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your time, your love, your energy, your story, for sharing it fully. Um, and I want to thank you for listening and joining us on We Are The Men podcast. We Are The Men is a global movement, and I want to invite you, the listeners, to be a part of it. Go to wearethemen.com to sign up for our mailing list and learn how you can get involved. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to rate and follow this podcast to help us reach more listeners. All of us know men who could benefit from hearing these conversations and engaging with our community. Please share this podcast today with someone you know. I'm Angelo Santiago, and we are the men.